0: Uh, Bratts under Race and we all look a little silly after Australia's fight back win yesterday, because we we're riding a, a cricketing obituary for Aaron Finch's ODI career, and it may still be about to come crashing down. But Australia winners in cans, not only winners, but they thrash the Kiwis by 113 runs. Brats on Race, and Crick Buzz writer and cricket commentators with us on the show. Good morning, Barat.
1: Good morning, guys. Yeah, I mean, it was a bizarre uh, game where there were so many throwbacks, right? Initially, you thought, oh, this feels like uh, a one-dayer from the early 2000s, just the run rate at which uh, Australia had to go after that early collapse, which suddenly we've gotten used to, right? Three consecutive games, uh, they've uh, lost their their top order very cheaply. Uh, And then suddenly, you know, uh, you felt like when New Zealand started, you were back in the early 80s or late 70s, just the rate at which they started. Uh, and, and then, yeah, I mean, for I think for a lot of uh, people watching it in India, it was a, uh, a very ominous reminder of that 36 all out. Different format, yes, but any everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Kiwis with with the bat, didn't it? Like you know, the different types of dismissals uh, we saw, a- a- and yeah, I mean, you know, as a, if you are Aaron Finch, you want your team to bail you out on a day like that, uh, and they did that, just that.
2: Right. The um, when you look at the scores you think oh the wicket must have been ordinary now i didn't see all of the game but i just saw bits and pieces and i thought the wicket seemed okay i mean how did you find it Were, were the the wicket's caused by the pitch or was it just well you tell me
1: <laughs> no i think the pitch did play a little uh, bit of a role it was it was one of those slow pitches and i think modern day batters do struggle uh, you know as much as uh, there's they struggle on wickets where the ball does a bit or seems around. I think the slow pitches really uh, test out uh, the level of skills that maybe don't get tested generally, and that's why no surprises that the guy who was successful with the bat was Steve Smith, uh, who, like Kerry O'Keefe, their own commentary, I think, is the best slow uh, slow wicket batter in the world right now, or has been for a while now. I mean, you, you've seen his success in the subcontinent across formats. Uh, I think it, it has a lot to do with how late he plays the ball uh, and just his willingness to grit it out. Uh, and you saw a lot of the New Zealand wickets uh, they were to shots that, uh, like, you know, that you would have, they might have come off on, on a normal pitch, on a pitch where the ball wasn't stopping on them. And there were so many of those catches taken at short mid-wicket and short cover. Uh, and even in the Australian innings, uh, you know, uh, both Warner and Finch falling to shots where they were caught at mid-off. So I think the pitch did play a part. Uh, and also it tells you about the temperament of the modern-day batter. Uh, you know, They just they just struggle to grind and grit it out. Uh, and Steve Smith, that's why, has always stood out.
2: Barat, I mean, it's great. Australia won and everyone's pretty excited. They did that in the first uh, of the series as well. But at both times, they were four for 20-odd, five for 40-odd. Uh, is it hiding a problem that needs to be well, looked at, and I suppose that the, the question is, is Finch, but that the top order, they can't be happy with that. I mean, they say winning hides all sins, but um, there must be some concern, and you would think there might be have to do some changes.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there would definitely be concerns. I mean, that's three straight games, uh, even if you count the third ODI against Balfe. The moment the ball started uh, moving around a little, I mean, yes, Trent Bolt is uh you know the best in the business for a reason. Uh but even even someone like Manus Labushan getting out in pretty similar fashion in back to back innings uh does does raise some uh, some questions I guess. Uh you know, he's still finding his feet in, in this format. Uh yeah, he has been playing it for a la- for the last couple of years uh but he's still not cemented himself in, in that role. Uh so uh, I think Aaron which it starts with Aaron Finch, yes. Uh you know, you can after his dismissal yesterday you can make out it's not just technical. I mean, there was a lot of talk on commentary about his technique. I think it's it's beyond that. There is some sort of I mean, he's trying to break free, and 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 it seems to be impacting his cricket. I think that's why he could get away with it in T20 cricket if he just plays a lot of shots, which is what he tried to do yesterday. And he gets gets Australia off to a flyer, even if he makes 25 of 11. That's so that's a win in T20 cricket, but it doesn't work out in ODI cricket. And I think. Uh, it, it, that is putting a lot of pressure on the the rest of the top order but like you said I mean the, they they can't keep blaming Aaron Finch for them getting out cheaply uh, and, and yeah I think it is the moving ball uh, Trent Bolt is uh, creating a lot of problems and I think the pressure that Trent Bolt has created is what uh, is letting Matt Henry and Tim Saudi flourish at the other end uh, so it'll be interesting to see they're going to play it on uh, play the third ODI on a fresh pitch if it is something similar and I think uh, also, I think they're not used to playing uh, cricket at home in August and September as well. So now we know why that is the case.
0: Yeah, and <clears throat> Trent Bolt, well class. It's sad that we're not going to see a lot more of him at the international level. He's opted out of a, a Cricket New Zealand contract, but you see him bowl like he did last night and even in the first game, and he's one of the best exponents of, of swing bowling we've had in many a year. Baratsuna Racins with us, a Crick Buzz writer, cricket commentator. We're discussing Australia's win over New Zealand last night. Uh, Brad. we are just talking a bit earlier in the show. We acknowledge New Zealand's a good team. They're a good cricketing nation. They've had some success in recent times. But their inability to beat Australia, is there a mental weakness in New Zealand when they play Australia? Because for a long time now, World Cup finals included, they haven't been able to beat the Aussies.
2: Oh,
1: very much so. And I think it really came across yesterday in their approach, approach to batting. I mean, Kane Williamson in particular just got stuck after a while. I mean, he, as well. Where, um, yeah, I guess the winning is a habit, right? And when you, uh, and, and in these cases, oppositions matter. I mean, it's not the same 11 that uh, they've they faced all the time since 2009 when they last won an ODI in Australia. But it definitely plays a role. And I, I think it you can translate it to test cricket as well. Uh, I mean, three, three years ago when they came for that series, there were so many moments during that series in Perth uh, and Melbourne in particular where, New Zealand were in a position to, like you know, uh, take the game forward, but they just faltered. So I think I think it's sort of I'm sure it is a mental stigma. Well, and I think it it, it can uh, if you've seen it in other uh, rivalries as well. I mean, if you look at the subcontinent for the longest team, a team like Bangladesh never could get over the line against big brothers India in a way, uh, and I think that's what is uh, impacting New Zealand, uh, and, and it's surprising. I mean, you'd expect a uh, a Kiwi side who are are renowned to overcome odds, and we've seen them do that in ICC tournaments repeatedly. We saw them win the World Test Championship, when nobody gave them a chance last year. So I am surprised that a team like New Zealand is taking so long to get over it, but it definitely uh, it, it, it goes beyond what's happening on the field.
0: Hey, Brad, overnight, uh, the Asia Cup, which has been a brilliant tournament, must be said, there's been some really close matches, and unfortunately, India haven't qualified uh, for the semifinals. They're out. Uh, but a, a century for Virat Kohli his first 100 in a long time for <laughs> India 122 opening the batting and then what about Bhuvanesh Kumar to take 5 for 4 with the new ball
1: I, I know uh, but also it tells you a lot about uh, how Indians uh, look at cricket or how they consume cricket uh, I mean suddenly the, the news was all about Virat Kohli coming back into form or getting his century touch back, the king was back, uh, all in the wake of India being knocked out of this Asia Cup where they were supposed to be favourites. This was, you know, all this talk of like they could be, the Indian cricket is so strong right now, you could send three teams to different parts of the world, all will come back with titles or each one of them will. Uh, So it it, it was interesting to see just reactions to Virat Kohli's uh, century and yeah, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar who uh, has had a couple of tough games in this tournament, especially against uh, in the last couple of, uh, in the last week or so, uh, coming really good and Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, I think, uh, I think he lost his way in the middle when he tried uh, uh he fell prey to all the talk of him needing to be slightly quicker to succeed in test cricket it uh, he did get quicker but it had a huge impact on his on his fitness on his body and, and it's good to see him kind of find his speed because like Trent Boult uh with that new with that white new ball he's someone who can give you early wickets in T20 cricket and in one day cricket uh but I mean Virat Kohli is also now set the bar and uh, you know, the first thing he did, or I think he spent his entire press conference talking about uh, how uh, his wife's support, and 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 it's 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 good good to hear cricketers talk about their partner's support. But now, uh, you know, he he has set the bar high for post-match press conferences. I think mean, uh, I think all partners will be waiting to hear uh, from their <laughs> cricketers, or from their partners to see from their husbands to see, you know, if they get credited for their success like they should.
2: Um, Barrett, I'm interested in your opinion in that the Trent Bolt thing. We'll go back to that. The way that he's now not contracted by New Zealand, and he's really a gun for hire. Is are we go, are we seeing the landscape change in the way that players are going to approach it? That maybe that there, there won't be long-term contracts with their countries and that, and it's it's that. Well, is it going in a direction where players are just going to? Be available occasionally for an international match, and or is this just something uh, a bit unusual?
1: Uh, I, I think we've seen it with New Zealand cricket for a long time, and even before T Twenty cricket and the IPL. I remember Hamish Marshall was one of the first guys uh, who said, "Look, I'm I'll make more money in county cricket." This is way back in 2005 or 2006. Uh, and, and New Zealand cricket, I think, have acknowledged the fact that cricket is moving in that direction that you speak about. when I mean, where uh, I've even Heard some people, experts in the field, talk about how in the next five or six years there they might not be central contracts that mm. players will have mm. with their respective national boards, but central contracts with these franchises, like we see in soccer and many other sports, uh, and they get released to play in these marquee tournaments. I don't mm. see uh, this as being the death of international cricket. I think the marquee series will still happen. I mean, India and Australia will there'll be an extra, they'll be playing an extra test match from this point on, uh, but. That is the direction we're heading in, especially if you are from New Zealand or South Africa or uh, or some of these nations who uh, aren't able to, like you know, match up with the uh, the money that these players can make elsewhere. So I think New Zealand figures has been very smart about it. Uh, rather than fight this change, uh, they have accepted it. They have embraced it. And eventually, I think every cricket board, maybe except the BCCI, might have to look at it. We've seen it here in Australia with the Chris Lynn issue and the David Warner issue. I think player player power is on the rise, right and why not? I mean, if I have many, many choices that I can make in my profession, so should these cricketers.
0: Yeah, it's a really fascinating discussion. I think it's one that we'll have more and more over the next little while. But yep, I think you make a lot of sense with your, your uh, particular... Uh, a perspective on all of that. Barat, really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, Nice to see some cricket at this time of year in Australia and plenty of cricket around the globe as well. Enjoy your weekend.
1: You do, guys. Thank you so much.
0: Barat Sundarayson joining us. Crick Buzz writer and cricket commentator with us this morning on the show.